especially warm and hearty welcome to those of you who have been away for the last month. We're glad you're back. Welcome also to all of you visiting us for the first time, and welcome to all of you who were here last week. But if you haven't been for us for the past four weekends, you might notice something rather remarkable when you hear today's gospel passage. It follows directly after the passage that was proclaimed the last time you were here. Just to remind you, John the Baptist was out in the desert telling people, I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Today, Jesus shows up at the Jordan asking to be baptized by John, and John is the first person recorded to ask the question that Christians have been asking for the last 2,000 years. If Jesus was sinless and in no need of repentance, why did he have to be baptized? Well, um, I guess we'll get to that later. I didn't get a chance to answer the question at the beginning of Mass. John preached a baptism of repentance. If Jesus was sinless, why was he baptized by John? Julie, Adam, and Ryan H., you clearly know the answer to this question. No, I'm not going to quiz you now. At the beginning of Mass, I asked you, what do you ask of God's church? None of you said freedom from original sin. Yes, we believe that baptism frees us from original sin, but we believe it does something even more important. Baptism knits us into the body of Christ in a way that can never be undone. If you continue on the path to baptism, you will hear St. Paul address us at the Easter Vigil with a powerful phrase. We who are baptized into Christ Jesus. Your baptism will connect you to Jesus Christ through his own baptism. John, Rick, Rebecca, Seth, Marissa, and Ryan E., You have already been baptized into Christ Jesus. It makes no sense for you to repeat it. We have every confidence that God got it right the first time. You can laugh there. (laughs) Nevertheless, you have taken a brave step by participating in this rite today. You have recommitted yourselves to Christian discipleship. You have proclaimed before all of us that you believe that to best serve God, you are to continue your journey of faith in the Catholic Church. Richard Rohr is a Franciscan priest who has a real gift for talking about spirituality. He speaks about liminal experiences. Experiences where we truly cross a threshold in our lives. Experiences where we transcend our old ways of being and move into new ways of defining ourselves. Rohr says that there's a threat in contemporary Christianity. We avoid the truly liminal experiences in exchange for what he calls liminoid experiences. Instead of of having moments of transcendence, we use special effects such as tear-jerking music, soft lighting, and emotionally manipulative words to make something that looks and feels transcendent, but it doesn't actually challenge us to grow. The nine of you have gathered for 13 weeks to explore the information 
about Christian discipleship. The church, the creed, the trinity, prayer, the Bible, Mary, the saints, sacraments, the mass, the corporal works of mercy, social justice, the liturgical cycle, ecumenism, and interreligious dialogue. If we want to, we can talk about most of these topics at a safe, intellectual, liminoid level. But today, you enter a deeper, richer phase of the RCIA process called the catechumenate. This is a period for formation and transformation. It's a time to dive into topics that go to the core of discipleship. Grace and sin, morality, relationships, discernment, commitment, and vocation, witness, suffering, repentance, eternal life. It's an opportunity for a liminal experience. Now, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that all nine of you are going to experience moments of transcendence and transformation at exactly the same time in exactly the same way. But one thing is for sure. We're not trying to manufacture a fake experience for you. What was at the core of these rites today? For the three of you who have not yet been baptized, we asked you to literally embrace the cross. For all nine of you, we made the sign of the cross over many parts of your body, and then we hung a cheap wooden cross around your neck. If you truly want to cross the threshold into a new way of life, you have to be willing to leave something behind about your old way of life. You have to let go. You have to die to yourself. It sounds scary, doesn't it? You have felt something prompting you to become Catholic, but this is serious stuff. Was it the Holy Spirit that brought you to the threshold of the Paulus room today? Or was it something less divine? Could you be making a mistake? I don't think so. As we've said in RCIA, the Bible is our story. Put yourself in the story. Look at our first two readings today, read to us by two people who crossed the threshold into marriage 15 days ago. The second reading is about Cornelius, the Roman who wants to be a Christian but isn't a Jew. God reveals to St. Peter in a vision that this is part of the divine plan. Peter declares, in every nation, whoever fears God and acts uprightly is acceptable to God. Isaiah proclaims God's message to each of you. Here is my servant with whom I am well pleased. The Christmas season ends today with the baptism of the Lord. Why? This event happened approximately 30 years after the birth of Jesus of Nazareth. It's because with Jesus' baptism, Christmas begins to have meaning. Howard Thurman, one of the most influential theologians in 20th century America, explained it with this poem called The Work of Christmas. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks 
the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. Rebecca, Marissa, Julie, John, Rick, Seth, Adam. I put John on here twice. Well, John again. Ryan and Ryan. You are God's beloved sons and daughters with whom God is well pleased. The work of Christmas has begun. Holy Spirit, put us all to work.